Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you. I saw this story that was absolutely mind-numbing, but, it, but it, it's got a happy ending. It happened this week in Ames, Iowa, the middle of the country. A thief stole nine-year-old twins lemonade stand tip jar. Could you imagine that? I mean, you you got got nine-year-old twins selling lemonade in a small town, well, in Ames, Iowa, and, and a woman in a car drives up to the lemonade stand and she stole the nine-year-old twins' lemonade stand tip jar, and then, and then drove away. You know, lemonade stands are really cool because they 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 teach kids business. Okay, we'll make a bunch of lemonade, get some cups, sell the lemonade. I mean, for for. Many kids, the lemonade stand is their introduction to capitalism. It's it's their introduction to business. And not that long ago, as a matter of fact, right before the, the, the whole pandemic, I remember telling a story about some towns in America having their police officers go to children's lemonade stands and shut them down because they they weren't paying taxes on that money they they didn't have they didn't have licenses to 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 run a small business and i remember talking about that on the show i said you've got to be you you got to be kidding me R- really you you're you're shutting down kids lemonade stands because they don't have licenses to 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 sell lemonade and i think there was a big stink made about that by the public in our country and uh and, and towns and cities backed off of that well if you want to teach them about business isn't that an integral part of it getting your your like your, uh, occupational license a permit paying your taxes on the business yeah send the eight-year-olds and the seven-year-olds to to town hall <laughs> send them send them to town hall and and, and get some money from mom and dad because they, they don't they don't have any yet because they're not able to sell lemonade to go get to go get some sort of license to, to sell lemonade. Well anyways, um this story in Ames, Iowa that happened this week was the uh Smith twins, the nine year old Smith twins. Caitlin and Elias. They were running their lemonade stand as usual. So, so these nine-year-old twins that they, they they had a small business uh, operation up and running, and a uh, an unknown passerby, a female too, stopped her car, grabbed their tip jar, and then she fled the scene. So the nine-year-old twins told their their mother the, and and then the mother calls the Ames, Iowa Police Department 
to report the theft. But then it's what the Ames, Iowa police did that makes this story have a happy ending. The Ames, Iowa police officers, you know, they're not dealing with the same things that the New Orleans police officers are deal, dealing with, obviously. Um, the Ames, Iowa police officers they spread the word of this theft of the lemonade stand tip jar from the nine-year-old twins around the police department and a bunch of Ames, Iowa police officers they're, they're looking for the thief but they, they all stop by the lemonade stand to buy a cup of lemonade and then they spread the word uh, throughout the the, the community. Uh, you know, uh, police have the walkie-talkies. You know, uh, go over to this address and buy uh, a cup of lemonade off of uh, these these nine-year-old twins if you can. Nine-year-old twins were just robbed of lemonade stand money. Uh, anybody in the area who wants to go by and help them out and buy a fresh cup of uh, lemonade, it's cool and refreshing on this hot summer day. And so that's what happened. And then a ton of people ended up going over there and, and buying lemonade from these nine-year-old twins, from the Smith twins. How much money do you think was actually in that tip jar? How hard up do you think this woman was who felt like she had to take the tip jar money? What's 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 lemonade now? Like seventy-five cents, a dollar twenty-five, something like that. A cup. I, I don't see the kids' prices. Um, but you're thinking a a, a cup. They, they you want them, The kids want to make it easy for people. They, you know, people have to deal with change. You would think a dollar. Yeah, right. So a dollar. So you might give them what? Uh, just keep the change. If you give them a five, that's what that's four dollars in the tip jar, something like that. That's a big tip. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just saying, that's how I would tip. Like, yeah, just keep the change or whatever. So how much money do you think she actually made out with? $30, $40, something like that? Who knows how long the kids had been selling lemonade that day <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, th there might have only been a few dollars in the uh, in the tip jar. Maybe maybe some quarters. Maybe, but, but think about that. I mean, Ames, Iowa. Like I said, they don't have the problems that New Orleans has. People aren't getting shot every day. So, so... The, the crime there is, is different than the crime here. How low do you have to be to be driving around a, a side street? I'm, I'm looking at the pictures, just a regular middle-class neighborhood. To, to, to be driving around a, a neighborhood, you see two nine-year-old twins selling lemonade at a lemonade stand. You pull your car up and you stop as if, you're going to buy a cup of lemonade. But not only don't you buy the cup of lemonade from these nine-year-old twins, you steal their tip jar that's on the uh, that's on the lemonade stand table. And then you, you floor it. Well, you said how low does someone have to be? She was probably behind the E. That's probably why she took the money. Maybe she was running low on gas, saw some change in the bucket, said, let me grab that right quick. Couldn't she find any senior citizens to shake down? I don't know. Uh, is Ames is Ames Iowa around some old folks' home? Well, um, 
it's, it's pretty cool what happened. A, a long line ended up forming in front of this lemonade stand after these nine-year-old twins had their lemonade stand tip jar stolen. And, uh, and, and a bunch of cops in uniform, other first responders, uh, just regular folk like you and me from the town. They, they, they found out what happened. They went over there, and they made sure that they uh, they, they bought a couple lemonade. I've learned some things about a, a business after this incident. One, if I do have children and they store the lemonade stand, I'm also going to tell them to uh, install some security cameras, maybe a door, one of those doorbell cameras, put it on the edge of the thing. I'm also going to tell them to hire armed security to stand around the lemonade stand just in case they have to take a bathroom break to make sure nobody comes up and steals the tip jar. And... The other thing I learned is, and I've known this for like the last few years now when it comes to GoFundMe, tragedy pays. When something bad happens to you. Spread the word. Yeah, if something bad happens to you, people, they, they, they their hearts pour out. So, you know, I might be the type of person to set up a tragedy for sympathy, <laughs> try to get some money. Like, oh, no, my kids had this lemonade stand, but somebody stole the lemons and see what the community does after that. <laughs> well, anyways, this is a, uh, the, the, these kids... Life served them lemons, and and they 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 made lemonade out of it. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, I I like stories with happy endings. I the police have not found the thief yet in, in Ames, Iowa. I wonder how high up on the Ames, Iowa, most wanted list this this thief will be. She should be she should be high up there when you rob two nine year old twins. Of their lemonade stand tip jars, she she should be she should be up at the top. I think once she gets the news about what happened, she'll go back and say she deserves some of the credit for all the stuff that uh, all the all the the uh, the outpouring of the community happened with the, with the twins. Well, I was part of that. If it wasn't for me stealing the tip jar, they wouldn't have sold so much lemonade. <laughs> right? Yeah, I huh? want my cut. Jeez. All right. How many limeade stands have you come across in just general America? You don't really hear about limeade stands. There's always lemonade stands. Well, lemonade is 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 historic here in America. I mean, lemonade is is as American as as America. Limeade is not. I see a business opportunity here. Well, there's probably a reason limeade is not. Have you ever squeezed limes and then and then try to drink the lime juice? I don't think it's as it's as tasty and thirst quenching as lemonade. Coming up on the show. Here, speaking of thieves, here in Louisiana, police are looking for a man who broke into an adult store and stole a sex toy that is that is named Banging Betty. That's what it says on the box. Some man, some man broke into an adult store, and he stole a Banging Betty sex toy. He's on video and everything. Uh, we'll have we'll have the latest details on that story uh, coming up. We have a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. It's the John Osterland Morning Show. Whenever I hear that song, I think about the official band of our radio show, The Ass Clowns. We do stupid song parodies. And uh, that was that, 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 that song, the music for that song, was the inspiration for one of my favorite Ass Clowns songs about the restaurant here in New Orleans, Chicken and Watermelon. Chicken and watermelon is my favorite restaurant. It's on South Claiborne Avenue. Chicken and watermelon is all I want. Whether it's 8 p.m. or high noon, I just love chicken and watermelon. I just love chicken and watermelon. 17 sauces are off the hook, including Boogie Bird and Jerk. Man, these people can really cook. The Obama punches will quench your thirst. I just love chicken and watermelon. Yeah, I love chicken and watermelon. And there's not just one chicken and watermelon anymore. The original one on South Claiborne Avenue over there. They they opened one not that long ago in Kenner, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's more chicken and watermelon. Some good stuff. So I just saw this uh, story about how the United States Coast Guard just broke a record. In a Guinness Book of World Records? I don't know if it's in the Guinness Book of World Records, Coleman, but this is a United States Coast Guard record. I, I think it's even a, a United States full military record. All right, so how many flights of stairs did they climb to get the record? Uh, I don't I don't see many stairs uh, in this story. The record was the Coast Guard just offloaded 1.4 billion dollars worth of drugs at a port in Florida. billion of drugs they found. Cha-ching! Billion! This isn't isn't a million dollars worth of junk. This is $1.4 billion. The United States Coast Guard offloaded that in Port Everglades. That's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The agency announced yesterday that the crew of the Cutter James offloaded 
about 60,000 pounds of cocaine and approximately 1,400 pounds of marijuana. So they, they, they found a little bit of weed, well, 1,400 pounds, but in so many states now, marijuana is, is legal. Here in New Orleans yesterday, as a matter of fact, the New Orleans City Council voted to completely decriminalize marijuana. We're, we're going to talk about that coming up. And they threw about 10,000 cases that were in our legal system for marijuana arrests. They, they just said, we'll get rid of those. We'll just throw them out like, like they never happened. So where do you suppose these, these billions of dollars worth of coke comes from? You think it was just one big bust, or was it accumulative while they were out there on the coast busting random people, and it just accumulated to be a billion dollars worth of coke? Well, it came from somewhere in South America. Okay. That's, and I, I don't know if it was if if it was just one big, large sack. Of, of, of 60,000 pounds of cocaine or or if they if, if there were a, a, a few different bundles that they found yeah now what do you do when you if you're the Coast Guard that's what I'm thinking you, you, you pull up to the to the port there in Fort Lauderdale Florida and you unload 60,000 pounds worth of blow where does it go from there I mean do they you, you can't burn it, can you? Because if you light it on fire and then all of a sudden, I mean, 60,000 pounds of Coke is a lot. And, do they and even, then the smoke, if you light it on fire, the smoke would go up. And Wouldn't that people be freebasing cocaine uh, uh, if, if, if they're smelling the smoke? Yeah, and, and do they really need it as evidence? Because it's the Coast Guard. That means the Coke didn't come from America. It's not like the people they took the Coke from are going to stand trial in America. So they don't need it for evidence. Right, and if, if if they're trying to prevent the coke from getting on the streets of Florida, well, you're on the Gulf. Just dump it in the ocean, huh? Or, wait, well, but then you might have crackhead fish if you dump it in the ocean. Well, the Coast Guard officials said this was the largest offload in 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 that vessel's history, and the Coast Guard says multiple Coast Guard units along with the United States Customs and Border Patrol and Canadian partners assisted with the effort. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Canadian, Canada, what are they doing down around Florida? Was, was this maybe found north of Florida and they just they just brought it to Florida because they're, they've, they've brought in so much coke to Florida before? where the cocaine cowboys came from. Um, but that is, when you think about it, like, that's a lot, that's a lot of cocaine plants, or cocaine of whatever, whatever it's called down there in South America. And it has to be frustrating. Let's say you, you join the Coast Guard because you really truly believe that you want to fight the war on drugs. You want to rid America of all drugs. It has to be frustrating to know, here you are, you just busted $1.4 billion dollars worth of coke but they could just grow more and do it all over again. like it's not going to stop there's never going to be an end to the war on drugs if you're really trying to stop drugs from coming into the streets of america this has to be ongoing 
it has to be frustrating if you really believe that you want to end it. So I'm guessing at this point, the people who, you know, are in law enforcement, they know it's a recyclable thing. They just do their jobs every day and they just, all right, I'm getting a paycheck, so why not? Yeah, here's 60,000 pounds of coke. Uh, now let's dump this off and we'll go we'll go up about our, our, our routine. And when we find more, we'll just, yeah, just, like, right, just, get, just keep doing it. Yeah, just, uh, just dump it off. If you're listening right now, what what are they? I mean, what what are they going to do with sixty thousand pounds? Okay, when when they destroy it, how, how do they? They're not going to be flushing it down toilets. I mean, it's sixty thousand pounds of coke. I mean, they, they. I guess they can burn it. But what? Text us. How are how are how are we going to get rid of? 60,000 pounds of cocaine. This text says, this must have been Charlie Sheen's Amazon order. Whose Amazon order? Charlie Sheen's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our text line is 504-260-9595. Please keep your text short, and please don't text while you're driving. What? How, how are we going to get rid of 60,000 pounds of, of, of cocaine. You know, the older I get, the more I think maybe we just let the people who like cocaine just do it if they're not hurting anybody. If you want to go snort cocaine in the privacy of, of your own home, at this point, why not? If you, if you go to work, if you're a functioning cokehead and you can do it to the point where you're not harming anybody, you're still a functioning person in society, you're not robbing people for the money that you use to score the coke. I'm at the point I just let them do it. Well, we're, not, we're, we're losing the, We're losing the war on drugs. They, they, they're going to get it. People are going to get high. At this point, just let them. I mean, cocaine is all over the place in this country. Although, Coleman, you can't legalize the devil's dandruff. Although, there's a lot of people. Why can't we? There, there, there's a lot of people who think, what the hell? Let's just legalize all drugs. It'll be a, It'll be a rough first year. The first year, you know, we'll be tripping over some dead bodies all over the streets. But those are just the people that can't handle themselves. Um, but then after that, if we legalized all drugs. Uh... Yeah, it's like saying just because you legalize all drugs, all of a sudden everybody's going to become drug addicts just because it's legal now. As if you don't want to be a drug addict just because it's illegal. If, you, if you're going to be a drug addict, you're going to be a drug addict well, no matter what the law says. Well, you, Coleman, I've known you for a while. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you have ever done cocaine. Hell no, I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't so want if, to. So if, if cocaine became legal next week. Yeah, I'm not going to score a blow next week if they would made you go out, you, so you would no. you wouldn't go out and get it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this text says, they turn they, they turn a coke into a chalk line for the Florida Marlins baseball field. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do have that nice new baseball stadium down there in Miami. You know, that, that baseball stadium where the Miami, they're, they're now called the Miami Marlins. That, that baseball stadium where they play, it's on the exact same spot where the historic, legendary Orange Bowl used to be. This text says, I helped them get rid of that Coke one eight ball at a time. <laughs> this text says, go put it in the sink holes on a levee. Yeah, fill up the levee. Um, what, what, but in all seriousness... How how are our authorities going to get rid of sixty thousand pounds of cocaine? One 
$1.4 billion worth of cocaine. This one says, why even bust them at this point? Just track it and see where it goes. And then, I guess that's a good idea. Why make the bust? Just track it, see where the coke goes if you have that much coke. Just kind of follow. So you found it all, but let's just keep an eye on it and follow the people who pick it up and then where they where they bring it to. That That's what that's what you're thinking. Huh. Interesting. That has to suck. You, you're, you're a Coast Guard and you see how much you get paid a year, but then you see how much the people you're trying to bust, how much cocaine is worth and how much they profit off it. You know, they're, they're living in a, what, a mansion in Panama somewhere, waiting for their coke, smoking cigars, waiting on a bus, and you're just at your regular-ass apartment getting ready to go to work, and you bust all this coke. <laughs> yeah, I've said this before on the show. I was never the biggest cocaine person and, and because I'm, I'm, I'm naturally bouncing off the walls. And, and I, I, that's the last thing that I need. And what's wild is I was in college in the mid-late 80s, and it was everywhere in my college. It, I mean, I mean, it was everywhere. It was in every dorm, on every floor of every dorm. I mean, it was it was everywhere. And uh, and I, I was never the biggest biggest fan of that. I, I am a, I am a fan of marijuana. Um, but but I, I was I was never never the biggest biggest fan of of, of coke. This text says they incinerate it. Okay, so they'll bring it to the incinerator. Yeah, that makes sense. But they're just gonna grow more. It's not gonna stop. You know. It's not going to stop. Wherever this coke came from, they have the means and the ways and the motivation and incentive to just do it all over again. Yeah, it sucks, but they just write it off as a loss. Okay, we lost $1.4 billion. And, and then think about it. They lost $1.4 billion worth. That makes you wonder how much did they miss. It's just like how, how big of the operation actually was and how much the Coast Guard actually chipped away at their operation. You know, $1.4 billion might be like, 30% of the operation is really billions and billions and billions going everywhere else uh, across the coast in the Gulf. That last texter makes sense. Just find a find a big incinerator and and throw the throw the 1.4 billion dollars worth of uh worth of coke in in, in the inside. Boy, there's a lot of Americans, especially after the pandemic, they could use some of that cash, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah. could, couldn't they use some of that cash? This one said they're going to turn it into crack and unleash it in the inner cities. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Look, we always, we always appreciate your texts. No matter what time during our show, no matter what we're talking about, uh, you text us anything you want. And if, if keep it short, don't text while you're driving. And if it's good, we'll, we'll read it on the air. Coming up, here in Louisiana, police are searching for a man who stole a sex toy out of an adult store. The, the sex toy was, was a banging Betty. That's, a, that's what it said on the box. And, and it was a man who stole the banging Betty sex toy. We'll have more details on that coming up. We got a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. About an hour ago when we started this show, I told you the story about two nine-year-old twins who were selling lemonade in Ames, Iowa, and a woman drove her car up to the lemonade stand, 
and she stole the lemonade stand's tip jar. Imagine that stealing money from nine-year-old twins selling lemonade. Um, the, the, the twins' mother called the police, and the story had a happy ending because the Ames, Iowa police spread the word uh, to all of the police and the first responders and spread the word to the community about what happened, and they should go to this lemonade stand and buy lemonade, and then a ton of people showed up and buy and, and bought lemonade. So the story did have a happy ending, although they still haven't caught the, the woman who stole the lemonade stand tip jar. I mean, you, you can't get any lower than that. And when we were telling that story, I said not long before the pandemic, I remember doing stories about police officers shutting down children's lemonade stands because they didn't have licenses. Uh, at different places all over the country. Well, wouldn't you know, I just saw this. This week in Everett, Washington, police shut down a seven-year-old girl's lemonade stand because she didn't have the necessary permits. So that is still happening. Can you imagine going after seven-year-olds for selling lemonade because they don't have the permits? You know, they don't have the permits. You know who else doesn't have the permits? The people who picked the lemons that she made those lemonades with. But nobody bothers them. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. And the television show Jeopardy has made some news this week for a couple of different reasons. First, there's a there's a current champion on who has bothered a lot of people. His name is Matt Amodio. And after nearly a week of squabbling within the Jeopardy universe, um, fans have spent the week chattering on social media Twitter and such, about that current champion, Matt Amodio's controversial style of answering clues. The way he answers them, instead of saying, what is an apple? He'll say, what's an apple? Instead of saying, what is the longest yard? He'll say, what's the longest yard? So they're upset with him because he's speaking like a normal person and using contractions? Well, you're supposed to ask a question. Yeah, and, what? And, and what is 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 the way that most, most players on Jeopardy do it, Coleman? He's not saying what is. He's saying what's. And it has Twitter and social media <laughs> going crazy. You know... That's stupid. It's still a question. He's just using a contract. He's speaking English. In English class, they teach you contractions. It's amazing... <laughs> the time we live in now, because this has a lot of people who watch Jeopardy commenting on social media. Um, the, there, were, there was something else er, earlier earlier in the week. I think he or one of the other players, I think it was him, he made a big risky bet. He wagered all of his money, and, and, he, and he ended up getting the answer right, or the question right. And uh, a lot of people were talking about that. Well, now... 
there's a lot of people who are who, who say they don't like him because instead of saying what is, he says what. But what is what is? What's it's what is. That's what it is. You know what you know what I want to do though. If I ever go on Jeopardy, they say that you have to give your uh, answers in the form of a question. But I, I I wonder what they would do instead of saying like what is an apple. I would say when is an apple. Like so 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 when because you can use probably what any form. Like how? I, I, is I don't it know. I, they're they're I would, very technical would, on that show. They, they're very technical on that show. You don't. You I would give it a try. <laughs> you don't want to get the. Why is George Washington? <laughs> it's still a question. Why is George Washington? Yeah, I, I don't know if that would fly, Coleman. When is a bicycle? And the guy who's the current guest host. There's a lot of people saying he is going to be the new host. He was a producer for the show. His name is Mike Richards. And there's a lot of people on social media that don't like him. They, they they don't want him to be the new host. They're saying, come on, where's LeVar Burton? And then, then they don't want him to be the new host. And now something just came out about him. Before he was the producer of Jeopardy, he was the co-executive producer on The Price is Right. And he is facing public scrutiny because he decided to fire a model who became pregnant back in 2010 when he was the co-executive producer on The Price is Right. So, so they're going back 11 years just to make sure this guy doesn't get the hosting position? That's what they're doing? Well, they're not happy with him for, for making that decision 11 years ago. And there's a lot of people who don't want him to be the one who replaces the late, great Alex Trebek as the host of Jeopardy. But again, his name's Mike Richards. He's he's a, a producer of the show, and um, and they're saying he's the likely new Jeopardy host. But if social media has anything to say about it, he won't be. I'm always amazed at what pisses people off because some of the stuff just like, why does that bother you? Why why does the fact that this guy says what instead of what is is that much of a factor for you to get pissed off? What is going on in people's lives? Well, where using a contraction is is that that's all it takes to get them riled up and their people behind them. One of the many great things about our country, Coleman, different strokes. People are into different things. Some people get excited over things that other people wouldn't give two rats behinds about. Um, but th- different strokes. That's a great thing about our country. Coming, up, we've got the uh, we got this morning's big O segment and um stay tuned this isn't the big o but louisiana police are looking for a man who broke into an adult store and stole a dildo he he stole uh, a a banging betty sex toy and they're looking for him hang on we got a lot to do on the show this morning still here on bayou 95.7 new orleans only classic rock station Bayou, 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterlin here. And it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Big O is a, uh, a story uh, that, that makes me go, huh? Big O could, could be a, a question. That I ask you, it, but but even in the stories that make me go, huh? I, I usually ask you a question as well. Something happened yesterday here in the city of New Orleans, which was historic. No, they haven't fixed all the uh, potholes in the streets yet. 
that will be historic when that happens. New Orleans City Council decriminalizes marijuana in historic pardoning. Besides decriminalizing marijuana, they also decided to pardon about 10,000 convictions and pending cases of people who have been arrested for, for possessing marijuana, small amounts of it. That's the, I mean, it's all historic. Decriminalizing it is historic, but what's really historic, this is the first time they're throwing 10,000 convictions out the window. They're saying, see you later, people. We're, 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 you're not, you're, you're not going to have this on your record anymore. According to the uh, president of the New Orleans City Council, Helena Moreno. Oh wait, let me let me say that the way I'm supposed to. I don't want I don't want to sound like a gringo. Um, Helena Moreno, who by the way is very attractive. Um, Helena Moreno said about 10,000 convictions and pending case penalties for small amounts of cannabis possession have been pardoned as well as any future summons. That's according to Elena Moreno. The New Orleans City Council hopes that the new move will help the community gain trust with New Orleans police, as well as making law enforcement more available to target violent crimes in the city. Here, here. Look, I thought our state legislature dropped the ball this past legislative session when they decided not to legalize marijuana for recreational use like a bunch of or, uh, other states already have. But, and we talked about this story a few days ago on the show, the governor of Louisiana, John Taco Bell Edwards, announced that um, it's basically decriminalizing small amounts of marijuana. You could, you could have up to a half ounce of marijuana and they're just going to, they're just going to, it's only going to be a, a, either a misdemeanor or they're going to write you a ticket. I think they're going to take your weed too. That would suck. But, but you can, you can be caught in the state of Louisiana now with a couple of joints or up to one half ounce of, of marijuana and they're just going to give you a hundred dollar fine. But, but, but here in the city of New Orleans, they did this yesterday, and they also said, well, here's what Elena Moreno said, the city council president. 
quote, we must begin to rethink the historical practices that have over-incarcerated, over-fined, and stigmatized our communities for decades. The time to end the criminalization of cannabis possession is now. I'm proud of what this city council has accomplished today. This is historic. That's what uh, New Orleans City Council President Ananamaneno said yesterday. But they also said they're not making smoking marijuana on the street, smoking it in public. They're not making that legal. Although you'd never know that if you've walked around the city of New Orleans in the last year or two. Uh, A lot of times, New Orleans smells like Jamaica. Which, which is a better, better smell than, than the, the urine in the, in, the, in the French Quarter on, on Bourbon Street. I, I'd rather it smell like the island of Jamaica than a urinal. So, um, smoking cannabis is, is still prohibited in public spaces. But if they catch people smoking weed on the street in public. Those violators will receive a ticket. So I guess it's like a I guess it's like a traffic ticket. They're gonna get a ticket as a violation of the Smoke Free Air Act instead of a drug summons. How it used to be in New Orleans up until recently, if you got caught smoking a joint or if you got caught with a joint, even a very, very small amount of marijuana, they'd arrest you, charge you, and put you in the Orleans Parish Prison, which is which is filled with people who shoot people in the face. So the, 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 the poor guy, whether he lives in the community here in New Orleans, or whether he's a tourist just coming down here to party and get drunk, if that person did get caught with a joint, he's now in hes in the same place with people who shoot people in the face. You think that smoke-free air act applies to cigarette smokers as well? Yes. <clears throat> what about exhaust fumes from cars? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's smoke. Oh, I thought it was just clean air or whatever. Well, it's the smoke-free air act. Yeah, that, that, doesn't smoke come out of exhaust pipes? Um, another another city councilman, Jay Banks, and his name is, is pronounced the way it's spelled. He says, utilizing our limited public safety resources in the most efficient way makes sense. Our focus should be on violent crime, criminals and those who would hurt others. Pardoning these offenses and freeing up resources in our overburdened criminal justice system, Lord knows that's the truth, are important steps towards making our city much safer for all of us. That's according to uh, Councilman Jay Banks. I'm a big fan. I might not agree with her politically, but I'm a big fan of the president of the New Orleans City Council, Elena Moreno. That reminds me, um, 
if I'm home, the CBS Evening News comes on at 5.30 here in New Orleans. And they have a woman who hosts. The anchor of that is, her name's Nora O'Donnell. But she always throws it to different reporters, like if they're out somewhere covering a story. And one of the reporters, who seemingly is on all the time, her name is Maria Variel. But but Nora O'Donnell doesn't call her that. She always she always sends it to Maria Varial. Because evidently I, I guess Nora O'Donnell doesn't want to sound like a gringo either. Uh, she'll be like, uh, thank you, Maria. And and here's Maria Varial with that story. But but her name's Maria Variel. But but that you, you don't you don't say it like that. Maria Varial. It's like you don't say Helena Moreno, you say Alabada. You gotta know what's going on. It's it's twenty twenty one, Coleman. Okay, I'm I'm not stopping you. I just don't have a reason to say any of those names recently. <laughs> Unless I see you at a bar or something. So text us, what do you think about the pardons for around ten thousand past offenses when it comes to marijuana? They said, see ya, you're pardoned. Your day in court is over. This is no longer on your record anymore. That is historic, just like the decriminalization of marijuana. I just wish it would stop BS and just make it legal. I know. Just stop Just, just stop playing around. Stop maybe, teasing. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe all of our state representatives and state senators will get together next year and make the right call. On that, I mean, when you think of the revenue, I mean, I mean, it's everywhere, anyways. So many other states have done it, and you think of the revenue that you could put into the educational system with the tax on 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 weed. Man, it would be something. But text us. What do you think of uh, New Orleans, the city now, decriminalizing marijuana, and and if you get caught with a. a, a up to a half an ounce, a small amount, up to a half an ounce. Uh, they're, they're just going to give you a ticket. And, and they still don't want you smoking in the streets, although you'd, you'd never know that if you walk around the streets of New Orleans. Text us, 504-260-9595. Keep your text short. If it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And please, never text while you're driving. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. You know what today is? International Beer Day. Yes! Up at LaGuardia Airport in New York City, a traveler was shocked at the price of a Sam Adams summer ale. That traveler paid $27.85 for one Sam Adams summer ale. Contacted the manager. The manager apologized, blamed a glitch, saying it should have cost $22.65. He was overcharged a few bucks. Man, for one beer. Hey, coming up next on the show, your texts on the New Orleans City Council not only decriminalizing marijuana, but throwing out, pardoning, 10,000 cases of people who have been arrested 
uh, for, for marijuana. They just they threw all of those out the window. They pardoned them. Uh, your texts on that next on International Beer Day. Beer and weed. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. J.O. here with you. If you're just joining us, this morning's Big O was about what New Orleans City Council did yesterday. A, a historic day. Not only did they decriminalize marijuana, but they um, decided to throw out 10,000 convictions and pending case penalties for people who had been arrested for uh, having small amounts of marijuana. Uh, over 10,000 pardons. They're just saying, see you later. It's not on your record anymore. So that was a uh, was pretty cool. I mean, the, the fact is marijuana should be legal here. And not just in New Orleans. It should be legal in the entire state of Louisiana. But our, our state reps and our state senators, our state legislator, uh, legislature, they dropped the ball this past legislative session. And they, they, they didn't legalize it recreationally like so many other states have done. I mean, you, you tax it and you think of the money, the revenue that would come into the state, whether, whether it's for the schools, it's for the kids, that money infrastructure the streets the roads i mean my god we we definitely need that money but anyways i asked you to text us your thoughts on not only the city council of new orleans led by their president helena moreno helena moreno make sure i say that right not only them decriminalizing marijuana here in new orleans but pardoning over ten thousand cases just getting rid of them, saying, see you later, you're, you're scot-free. This first text says, many of these people should have been let out a long time ago. This text says, I'm still not hiring you if you can't pa pass a drug test, FYI. That's cool, it's your business, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Blair says, progressive, as far as uh, legalization and benefits with tax for education, the lottery was to be for that. Saints Vader says, as a cigarette smoker, the Clean Air Act is a joke. Roy C. Uh, says, yay for New Orleans decriminalizing uh, of minor pot busts. And Scott and Slidell has a haiku. Big fatty dollars. Funding our infrastructure. Hot box for the win. And this text says, with all the money that the city will be losing doing by doing that, it's not going to... Uh, be for long before it's legal. I don't think they're losing money. Here's what I'm thinking. All right, so is that the point where you still get uh, $100 fine for smoking weed, right, or getting caught with weed? Well, you just let 10,000 people out that smoke weed, so that's an extra $100 every time they get caught again. Think about that. That's probably why they let them out. 10,000 people who smoke weed are now on the street, so that's an extra uh, 10, that's 10,000 times 100. You just made, what, $100,000 just by letting them out if they get caught again? Well, what we're talking about now, the, the city of New Orleans, the New Orleans City Council made this happen yesterday. Earlier in the week, we talked about the state of Louisiana mm -hmm. um, saying that if you're caught, this is a new, this is a new law that just, that just came into effect in the entire state of Louisiana. 
if you're caught with marijuana, a small amount, up to a half ounce of, of marijuana, um, they they fine you $100. Right, so New Orleans just pardoned $10,100 bills. Think about it. City's <laughs> always complaining about how broke it always is. This last text says, to answer your question about if your car exhaust gives out smoke, yes, but something has to be mechanically wrong with your vehicle. Okay, well, something's mechanically wrong with my vehicle. I need to look into that. Talking about the smoke-free act? Yeah. Because even though they decriminalized it yesterday and pardoned over 10,000 cases, they still say smoking publicly on the streets, smoking marijuana, is still prohibited, and you could get a ticket for that. Although you'd never know it's prohibited if you walk around the streets of New Orleans on a regular basis like I do. It smells like Jamaica. Um, so anyways, a historic day yesterday. The New Orleans City Council, led by their very, very attractive City Council President, Alana Moreno. Again, if you're going to say her name, you got, you got to say it right. Helena Moreno? Nobody says it like that. Is the uh, very, very attractive New Orleans City Council president. Coming up next on the show, police are looking for a local man who stole a dildo. And it's all on video. Um, I-, I wonder who it was for. I mean, it could have been for him. He's stealing, stealing one of those for himself. Hey, whatever, right? It's 2021. Uh, Air on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin, hanging with you. Uh, how, about, how about that weather yesterday here in New Orleans? There was very little humidity. It was about 90 degrees, 88 to 90 degrees. There was a breeze blowing a lot of the day. Walking around in the city yesterday, in August, was was beautiful. Now, now today, it's going to get back to, to hell's front stoop again. They said the humidity will be back. It'll be, it'll, it'll be brutal. Usually, usually August in New Orleans, the, the last thing you would hear anyone say is, what a beautiful day. Yesterday, what a beautiful day. Yeah, the thing is, even though it was beautiful, every time the weather is this nice, then my neighbors start looking at me like, you can cut your grass now, can't you? So I had to mow the lawn yesterday because I didn't have an excuse. Usually I can say it's too hot, I don't want to pass out. Oh, it rained and the grass is wet. My lawnmower clunks out when, it's, when the grass is wet. But the weather was so beautiful yesterday that I was forced to cut my grass. Like, oh, damn it, yeah, no excuse. Don't, don't be that one neighbor whose grass is always really, really high and everybody else in the neighborhood, their, their yard looks good. Don't, don't be that one neighbor. I try neighbor, not to. I just hate it. I still I, did I, it. I know that's your most hated thing to do around your house. You even you even hate that more than cleaning your toilet. Right. I would rather clean my toilet because, you know, women, they go into your house, they look at your toilet. If it's dirty, they don't give you nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, gotta, but with the grass, man, oh, I hate it. Gotta have a clean toilet. So, so th- this story is something. At Livingston Parish here in Louisiana, the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office They are looking for a man who 
stole a dildo from an adult store. It wasn't a dildo, John. It wasn't. No, it was a sex toy, but it wasn't a dildo. I had to. I actually used our official Odyssey computers to do the research on this, and I googled "banging Betty." Yeah, because the 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 sex toy he stole was called "banging Betty." Yeah, what is it? It's like it's like a, a mold of a female's torso. Like it has the butt and it has the front genitalia. It's basically like a fake butt. Of uh, like think about a butt, but it has the front and the back. It has the female genitalia in the front, the butt in the back. And it's, it's just like from the waist to about the mid-thigh. It's like a model of a chick's lower torso. It's amazing what they're doing with technology these days. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's actually on our, now it's on my web browser history and our official Odyssey company computers. Because I want to make sure we got the story right. Banging Betty. Banging Betty. A fake torso. Well, a fake waist, I should say. Oh, because when I saw the story and, and I saw a sex toy was stolen from an adult store, and the name of the sex toy was Banging Betty. I make, I, I, I'm wrong. That's why we shouldn't make assumptions. I, I, that's why we, we shouldn't do that. A spokeswoman, really it's a spokeswoman with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. They, they couldn't find a spokesman. It was a, it was a spokeswoman with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office confirms that their police department is investigating a reported theft from the Frenzies Adult Store in Denham Springs. Surveillance video, and by the way, I'm in the process of putting this video on our website, byu957.com. Surveillance video of this theft um, and, and this this video was released by the co-owner of Frenzy's adult store in Denham Springs. Her name is Megan Williams. Pretty cool. You got a you got a woman who's the co-owner of this adult store with sex toys, and then an, an adult store uh, with sex toys had a. One of their sex toys stolen, and the sex toy was a, a woman's backside with 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 her front side. Yep. And now, Vagina. Have, and, and now you've got a spokeswoman, not a spokesman, a spokeswoman for the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, who is confirming all of this. And if you're, uh, by the way. The, the co-owners uh, released the video, and it shows a man. First, he, he spends quite a few minutes inside Frenzy's adult store in Denham Springs. Which is automatically suspicious. When's the last time you've seen any man stick around at a store to debate? Usually when a man goes to get anything, whether he goes to Walmart or Home Depot or the mall, he knows exactly what he's going to get. In and out. He doesn't shop around. He goes in, gets what he has to get, and gets the hell out. So the fact that he was sticking around for that long lets me know he was already suspicious. Yeah, it doesn't matter what store. In and out. In yeah, he's and going, out. He's probably going in and out right now. In and out. Well, now I'm thinking about him staying in Frenzy's adult store in Denham Springs for a while. So he's in there for quite a few minutes. 
And then he can be seen speaking with a store associate. <laughs> Getting the details of the product, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess he was asking questions about, hey, look, this Banging Betty. Can you give me some details about, about Banging Betty? Yeah, what other colors does it come in? Does it come in an extra large? <laughs> what are the specs? So on the video, the man is seen speaking with the store associate before taking off and running out of the store with an adult item in his hand. That adult item, the merchandise, has been identified as a banging Betty toy by the owner. And she says that uh, banging Betty costs $55. That, that That's how much you pay for uh, for, for a butt and then the, <laughs> the, the front side in, the, that's a, in that's a box. A, a butt in a box. All things considered, that's pretty expensive when you go to uh, uh, just acquisition a hooker on the street for about 20 bucks, you know, just get the real thing. The uh, theft happened two days ago. It happened sometime Wednesday, and uh, the owner, the co-owner of that store, she posted several videos on social media along with a message for the man in the video. And here's what she said, quote, I'm offering $100 to whoever can identify the thief who ran out of my shop with a banging Betty, Megan Williams the co-owner of Frenzy's Adult Store in Denham Springs posted on social media. And she continued, you picked the right one to steal from, mister. Well, clearly he thought so, too. I did, I did pick the right one. He got away with it. So I, they're both in agreement on that point. Uh, she's going to be sharing more videos from outside the store. So, so they've got they got cameras uh, outside the store as well. So they're gonna have this guy <laughs> yep. inside and outside on video stealing a banging Betty, and and if he hops into his car, that's probably gonna be on video too. That that that'll help police. Oh yeah, what's the license plate on that car? But then even if even if she catches the guy, that's, she's out one hundred fifty five dollars because she's not taking the product. I'm hoping she's not asking for the product back. She's out $55 because he stole the product. Even if you find the product, you don't want it back. Let him keep it or confiscate it or burn it or incinerate it, one of those. And then it's an extra $100 just for the reward of finding the guy. Well, so, what if what if it hasn't been opened yet? What if Banging <laughs> Betty is still in her box? That dude probably, it's like fries when you go to McDonald's. He couldn't, if, if he was that desperate, think about the mindset it takes for him to do this. He was already probably not getting any, which is why he's in the sex store anyway, because he's a failure at smashing real life chicks. So not only is he that much of a loser, he can't even do the right thing and pay for it. So he's a two-time loser. So he can't get none. This is why he's at the sex store. Then he, he can't afford it, so he steals it. Man, the dude couldn't hold on. By the time he got to the car, he's probably opening the box as he was driving. Well, what's interesting is the guy is wearing a mask over over his mouth and uh the co-owner of the store says that at one point on the video you could you could see that the man lowered his mask exposing his face could, could, could you imagine this guy when they do catch him 
and he gets arrested and they and they and they put him in a jail cell while he's being processed imagine if they arrest other people for other things and they're in the jail cell with him and they 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 ask him what he's in for oh you're in you're in for you're in for theft would you would you steal oh you stole banging betty oh yeah that's a uh a button in the box, as you say. Yeah, the button in the box. You, you, you stole that, huh? Um, so this happened. Uh, this happened Wednesday night because it was about ten thirty when the employee called the co-owner to let us know that someone just uh, stole banging Betty. And then they uh, they've got the everything on everything's everything is on video these days inside outside there's cameras everywhere. This is why you, you well you shouldn't steal anyways. But now you're almost guaranteed to get caught because in the society we live in, cameras are everywhere. So, um, like I said, we're in the process of getting this video with this man's face on our website. Because we want to help not only uh, Megan Williams, the co-owner of Frenzy's Adult Store in Denham Springs, not only do we want to help her out, um, but we want to help out the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. Because, yeah. uh, you know, Can't wait to see this guy's mugshot. He's probably going to have the biggest smile on his face. His face. They're looking <laughs> for this butthead. Coming up on the show. I've got the dumbest thing I read all morning, and no, this wasn't. This wasn't it. And did we just have a big winner here? Yeah. At our radio station at Bayou ninety five point seven. Yeah, somebody won tickets to go to Anchorage, Alaska, to go see the Foo Fighters on August nineteenth, and it was a Bayou listener. That's pretty cool because it was a nationwide contest. So someone local in two weeks is going to Anchorage, Alaska to see the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? You're getting out of New Orleans in August, that, that's, which is the best time to get out of New Orleans with the with the weather, and you're going to see the Foo Fighters in Alaska. We'll, we're going to talk to her coming up. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of going to our website. We always say we always have stuff on our website. Here's this woman locally just decided to go on Bayou957.com, uh, and she won tickets to go see the Foo Fighters in Alaska coming up. We redid our website not that long ago, and it's really cool. Our website is cool. Right, uh, we still got Pink Floyd, Lasers Spectacular. You can win a six-pack of tickets to that. Uh, the last day is Sunday, I want to say. There's lots of stuff on our website, lots of stuff to win, too. Check it out, uh, Bayou957.com. Bayou, 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Hey, let's uh, let's call this woman. We got a prize to give her. Hello? Hi, is this Colleen? Yes. Colleen, this is John Osterland. I do the morning show on Bayou, 95.7. I, I yes, to, hi. Hi, I'm calling to congratulate you for winning... Uh, tickets to go see the Foo Fighters in Alaska. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm not kidding you. You won. You, you know what we're talking about, right? You you registered. To yes, I do know what you're talking about. I did register to win that. Did that really happen? <laughs> it really happened to you. August August nineteenth, Foo Fighters are playing in Alaska, and we've got two tickets for you. You you just you just won that. 
August, this August, maybe? <laughs> yeah, in a couple of weeks. Okay. What are, do are I have you, to do? Are, are you up? Are you up for for going to Alaska to see the Foo Fighters? Um. Well, at this moment, I'm going to say yes because I feel like yes. Yeah, because it's on us. Right. <laughs> and how cool is that to get out of New Orleans in August? It's the best month to get out of New Orleans because it's so hot and humid. <laughs> um. But congratulations, you you won. The, the, can I the put co- you on speakerphone for like one second so that my coworkers can hear you say this? Okay. 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 Can you say that again? Colleen, you won the the trip to Alaska to go see the Foo Fighters in a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Have you ever been to Alaska before? I've never been to Alaska. And have you ever seen Foo Fighters before? I've seen Foo Fighters very many times, which is why I registered to win this. Well, now you're going to go to Alaska to see them on us. We want to thank you so much for listening to our radio station, and uh, and, and thank you for, for entering the contest. You won! Yay! Thank you, John! <laughs> From Bayou 95.7, coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us here on New Orleans Only Classic Rock Station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans Only Classic Rock Station. Good morning, John Osterland here. How about that? Congratulations to Kathleen. Colleen. Uh, I'm sorry, Colleen. (laughs) Good good job, Colleen. All she did was go to our website recently, Bayou957.com. She saw she could register to win a, a trip to go see Foo Fighters in Alaska. She uh, registered, put her name down there, and um, she won. And I thought when we were calling her a few minutes ago, Coleman, she already knew she won, but we were calling her to tell her she won. Right. (laughs) How about that? In a couple of weeks, August 19th, Foo Fighters playing in Alaska. And uh, now Colleen and uh, whoever she wants to take are going on us. Hopefully we, she would want to take me. You know she's around my age. She sounds pretty attractive. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're paying we're, we're paying for the, the, the tickets, the, the, the airfare, the hotel. And um, cool. I'm happy for uh, Colleen. What a, what, a, what a great way to end the week, huh? Boy, if you're going to get a... Get out of New Orleans for a few days. August is without a doubt the best month to get out of New Orleans for a few days with the humidity. Um, all right. It's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hawaiian homeless man arrested in case of mistaken identity spent years in mental hospital. Say what? I said Hawaiian homeless man arrested in case of mistaken identity spent years in mental hospital. Hawaii officials wrongly arrested a homeless man for a crime committed by someone else, locked him up in a state hospital for... For more than two years, forced him to take psychiatric uh, uh, psychiatric drugs, 
and then tried to cover up the mistake by quietly setting him free with just 50 cents to his name. Oh, no. Well, did he come in with 50 cents? I, I think that's the yeah, exact they give you what you what you came in with. That's what you leave with. The, the Hawaii Innocence Project just uh, said this in a court document asking a judge to set the record straight. Could you imagine that? Could, you know, I a lot of people have bad days. A lot of people have things happen to them and they say, man, you know, life sucks right now. Whenever you have one of those days, you know, like something went wrong, think about this guy. I, okay, he's homeless in Miami. I, I mean, he's homeless in Hawaii. Okay, it sucks that he's homeless. But, but it's but, also But at Hawaii. least he's in Hawaii. Yeah, at least it's Hawaii. If you're going to be homeless somewhere, it might as well be an island. He gets taken from wherever he's hanging out in Hawaii and he gets charged with a crime he never committed but they ended up putting him in a, a mental hospital for more than two years now now wait you might be thinking to yourself well he was he was homeless at least he had a place to stay for more than that's two years that's exactly what I was thinking he, he has a bed he's got three meals he's okay they he's, take good care of him He's in a mental institution. But in the drugs. They give him psychiatric drugs. He did have psychiatric drugs. Imagine the hallucination this guy was going through. Yeah. Um, a petition filed in court earlier this week asked a judge to vacate the arrest and correct Joshua Spreesterback's records. The filing lays out his bizarre plight that started with him falling asleep on a sidewalk. He was houseless and hungry while waiting in a long line for food outside of a Honolulu, Hawaii shelter on a hot day back in 2017. When a police officer roused him awake, he thought he was being arrested for the city's ban on sitting or laying down on public sidewalks. But what he didn't realize was that the officer mistook him for a, another man named Thomas Castleberry, who had a warrant out for his arrest for violating probation on a drug case. It's unclear how this happened as the uh, homeless guy never met the guy he was confused with by the uh, Honolulu, Hawaii police officer. Um, That's one of the worst places to be innocent in a psychiatric ward because no matter how much you profess, and claim to be innocent, they just think you automatically crazy. It doesn't matter what you say. Like, all right, okay, Josh, we know. Yeah, uh-huh, cool. You're so innocent. But this guy, the, the homeless guy somehow ended up with this other guy, Castleberry, as his alias. 
And that's how the Honolulu, Hawaii police officer mistook him for the guy who they were looking for. But, I mean, over two years went by. All I can think about when I think about a mental institution is the great movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's a great book, too. But but th this guy was in there for, for over two years. Well, he can he, sue and not be homeless anymore. He kept vocalizing his innocence by asserting that he's not the man who you think I am. But the more he said that in the mental institution, the more he was declared delusional and psychotic. That's and how they, it always happens. And they gave him, they gave, they kept giving him psychotic drugs. If you ever watch any movie about somebody being drugged to the psychiatric ward for mistaken identity, that's exactly how it happens. The more you fight and say you're not who you are, they just claim you more crazy and they drug you. I'm gonna have a nightmare about this. This is one of the things that I have nightmares about being mistaken for someone else, and the next thing you know. You're locked in a mental institution for over two years. Yeah, but it had the, the padded walls had to be more comfortable than the park bench. Let's be honest here. Then you get to take showers. Probably even give you sponge baskets. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they probably don't trust you to take a shower yourself because you're in a mental institution. So somebody has to come bathe you. All it took was a little Google searching, and they found out again through the Hawaii. Innocence Project, that this guy Joshua Spreesterbach was on a different Hawaiian island when this other guy, Castleberry, committed the crime, but how did he have Castleberry as an alias? Anyways, the Hawaiian homeless man who was arrested in a case of mistaken identity and spent over two years in a mental hospital before just being released. That's the dumbest thing that I read all morning. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.